Hello and welcome back to It's Symbolic, your best stop for cult media. I'm Jacob Savage. I'm Mir. I'm Dan. Let the record stand that Discord, which we use to connect and record, cut me off apparently three times while we were trying to do the intro. So well, you were just complaining about not having a segue, so Discord decided to be generous and give you one. Uh, I, I don't want discord's generosity i don't trust it that's valid anyway how how do we go from the failings of discord to today's topic (laughs) boy is discord just like eating all of jacob's Uh, seriously seriously oh my god (laughs) yeah Yeah, uh, it it kind of cut you off towards the I, end I feel like I'm being silenced against my will. Just yeah, like Archie. He... <laughs> Jesus Christ. That... In his... Th- In that his... was kind of weak. Eh, uh, whatever. We're talking about Archie and Mahita Bell. I wish you would have that cat kill that rat. Or get a cat who is onto her job. And I will write you a series of poems showing how things look to a cockroach. That rat's name used to be Freddy. Next time Freddy dies, I hope he won't be. Boy, this is going to be a fun one for you to edit after the fact. I'm curious what's (laughs) going to be workable and what's not. Oh yeah, that's every day of my life. But yeah, this this is an old one. Yeah. Um. I mean, mean, this is kind of old in the grand scheme of things, given literature, but. Compared I mean, to our compared usual Compared to fare. the other stuff we've covered, it's pretty old. Yeah. Um, this is kind of more my forte. I'm the poetry person. Um, had either of you heard of this before I brought it up as a subject? I've heard it. I've seen it covered in books of trivia that I own. And later on my own volition, I came across some of the adaptations, but other than well, that... I'm definitely far too classless to know anything about poetry. Uh, <laughs> I will be honest, I didn't know it was poetry until I started looking into it. I thought it was just plain old literature. None of that fancy poetry for me. So, specifically, Archie and Mehitabel starts with Don Marquis... A writer in a very varied sense. He's listed on Wikipedia as humorist, journalist, and author, and more specifically as novelist, poet, newspaper columnist, and playwright. So he was pretty varied in his career. And in 1909, he moved to New York City, having grown up in Walnut, Illinois, and done a few stints in newspapers and printing offices in Washington, Philadelphia, and Atlanta. I will say, only in Illinois can you get a town name like Walnut. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty much as much of a hick town name as you could ask for. In 1909, he joins the Evening Sun newspaper, and in 1912 launches his legendary column, The Sundial. And in 1916, he introduced the character of Archie, who is the soul of a Spelled with a Y. Spelled with a Y, not the redhead from the comics. (laughs) 
Yeah. You you stole my. Uh, I was gonna make a really good Jughead joke later on, <laughs> but uh, you went and messed that up for me. Oh, poor bit. I don't think. I feel like my punchline would have been a lot more of a worthwhile use of that Archie, Archie, mm-hmm. you know, economy. That strain there, but you just <laughs> sort of decided to take the first opportunity. Mm. But that's okay. Hey, it's. What, you think what can I say? Best, you have to seize then, the moment. If you think that's what's best, then all right. If you don't arrange these things ahead of time, I made a fancy sheet for who's Next going to say what a... jokes when. And if I'm you're not going to acknowledge that, where we each, where we each make dibs on what joke we make, so no yes. one can step on anyone's toes. <laughs> anyway, we're interrupting you, Mir. Go on. <laughs> so he kind of introduced this, I think, as sort of a gimmick just to take up space if I'm reading this correctly but on March 29th of 1916 he writes about a curious incident that happens in the office of his newspaper or whatever basically like we came into our room earlier than usual in the morning and discovered a gigantic cockroach jumping on the keys he did not see us and we watched him he would climb painfully upon the framework of the machine and cast himself with all his force upon a key, head downward, and his weight and the impact of the blow were just sufficient to operate the machine. One slow letter after another. He could not work the capital letters, and he had a great deal of difficulty operating the mechanism that shifts the pages so that a fresh line may be started. We never saw a cockroach work so hard or perspire so freely in all our lives before. After about an hour of this frightfully difficult literary labor, he fell to the floor exhausted, and we saw him creep feebly into a nest of the poems which were always there in profusion. Damn, they watched the cockroach for an hour, huh? <laughs> and... I mean, it's quite a show, but <laughs> yeah, it's a long time. I don't know if I'd be that engrossed necessarily. It's just like the idea... So one of them just goes to take care of it and just wait, wait, let's see where he's going. <laughs> <laughs> Any minute now. Uh, do you think maybe Marcus was just making a belabored metaphor about how difficult it is to write all the damn time? <laughs> yeah. What Archie has written is... Expression is the need of my soul. I was once a verily bard, but I died and my soul went into the body of a cockroach. It has given me a new outlook upon life. I see things from the underside now. Thank you for the apple peelings in the waste paper basket, but your paste is getting so stale I can't eat it. There is a cat here at night I wish you would have removed. She nearly ate me the other night. Why don't she catch rats? That is what she is supposed to be for. To be fair, when was the last time you managed to get a cat to do what you wanted it to do? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and the cat mentioned of course is Mehirabel, but if I'm not mistaken, Don Marquis actually sort of edited that later when these poems were first compiled into a book because while there were mentions of a cat, she was never really named until later. And I think he wanted to establish earlier on that she was there. So Archie and Mehirabel have a pretty interesting relationship. Um, I'll say. (laughs) Yeah, they start out very much, I guess, opposed to one another. 
Archie is just trying to survive, and Mehedabel is constantly threatening him. <laughs> well, boss, now you've got your desk all cleaned up. For the first time since I've known you, what am I going to do for a safe retreat in times of dire need? Formerly, I could crawl under a bushel of poems, and Mehedabel the cat could not find me. This room is as bare as the inside of a drum. You might at least have left me a tobacco can. I feel as visible as a hyphen and not half so sure of They my... sort of come into a strange friendship. There's like, they're friendly, but there's all, the ever-lingering threat that Mehedabel might turn and kill him. Well, that's just how friendship is. <laughs> yeah, it's ahead of its time. I mean, <laughs> what friendship yeah. these days doesn't have the constant threat of violence? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like every time I've seen one of my cats encounter a bug, it's it's it's, it's pretty straightforward. Like you know, they they try to eat it, and that's the end of the story. I don't. <laughs> they don't I interview. Don't... They don't get interviewed by them. Not to my knowledge. I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't think any of these bugs were poets, though. That's true, but I don't necessarily consider any of my pets to be, like, connoisseurs of any variety of literature. <laughs> I don't think they can really appreciate, you know, the fine arts. Well, that's a narrow worldview, but... <laughs> I don't know. I would, I would call them, in a word, fairly crass. Of two words. <laughs> Where have you been lately, Mahidabel? I asked her. Never mind, Archie, she says. Don't ask no questions and I will tell no lies. All I got to say to keep away from the movies. Have you ever been in the movies, Mahidabel? I asked her. Never mind, Archie, she says. Never mind. All I got to say is keep away from those movie camps. There's some mighty nice people and animals connected with them. And then again, there's some that ain't. The underlying thing that I noticed, because I'll admit I couldn't do very much research. There wasn't very much at my disposal for this one, admittedly. But a lot of the... I feel like the constant threat that Mahidabel would just eat Archie at any time kind of explains the undercurrent of just how blasé they were about mortality in this whole series of columns. Because a lot of these, especially when it's dealing with insects, there's a lot of, oh, and they died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Archie will mention a lot of times talking to other insects. Not just cockroaches, but Occasionally rats, or spiders, or just other bugs. Probably most famously a moth. And before I could argue him out of his philosophy, he went and immolated himself on a patent cigar lighter. I do not agree with him myself. I would rather have half the happiness and twice the longevity. But at the same time, I wish there was something I wanted, as badly as he wanted to fry himself. Because a lot of them just... they die. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times they it. just die. Say la vie. Um, <laughs> do they do they come back? Not usually, although interestingly, no. a number of times Archie dies again. Wait, what? And well. then <laughs> uh very early on even, the people in the office Archie will or the newspaper Archie hangs around. They became obsessed with this newfangled uh gadget called a fly swatter. <laughs> um and they couldn't stop swatting stuff and they oh my god they oh saw no. a they saw a cockroach approaching on like the driveway or something so they swatted it and it well, was archie and they killed him 
Well, he reincarnated <laughs> once, so like, what's a few more times? Yeah, know? he came back as another cockroach. Um, <laughs> more powerful than you can imagine. <laughs> it should be noted. Me once. It should I be can. noted that this isn't reincarnation, which is dying and then being reborn. This is transmigration, which is when his soul moved from one body into another. That was mm. Did he just there, take over this other cockroach's life? <laughs> uh, I guess so, yeah. Um, he's, that's he's horrifying. <laughs> he, Archie is a parasite. <laughs> oh, no. And I guess this happened more than once over the years. Mm-hmm. R2 would just die and then come back. Have to put up a sign around the newspaper? <laughs> this is Archie. Do not kill Archie. Archie is our friend. And he meets occasionally other transmigrated human souls. Mehedabel being one of them. Or so she claims. Or I guess... Yeah, probably. She claims was to it be, ever proven? She claims to have been Cleopatra, among other famous people. <laughs> you can't disprove it. Yeah, prove her wrong. I discovered that Mahidabel's soul formerly inhabited a human also. At least that is what Mahidabel was claiming these days. It may be she got jealous of my prestige. Anyhow, she and I have been talking it over in a friendly way. Who were you, Mahidabel? I asked her. I was Cleopatra once, she said. Well, I said, I suppose you lived in a palace. You bet, she said. And what lovely fish dinners we used to have and look to chops. Mehitabel would sell her soul for a plate of fish any day. I told her, I thought you were going to say you were the And there's one bit in one of the adaptations where she's like, oh, you remember Mark Antony then? Archie, you can't expect me to remember everybody. (laughs) (laughs) She does mention Mark Antony at least once in... An interview she has with Don Marquis himself. Oh, how how does that work? Did Archie act as interpreter? Did um, did Don Marquis die? <laughs> oh my god! No, I guess she could just talk to him. <laughs> I guess because she was born in or uh, whatever, because she has a human soul. I don't know. That is just just kind of playing fast and loose with your own rules there. Yeah. I mean, Archie seems less interested with the bugs that are not transmigrated human souls. He what is elitist. sort of... Yeah, seriously. He's a, a little frustrated by them, usually. They don't understand where he's coming from. Which ties into another thing that I noticed about this. Is that there's a lot of, like, bohemian artistry undertones. Where, of course, Archie is a tortured poet. <laughs> and a lot of this underground community seems to be a sort of parallel to the artistic community. I think at one point Mahidabel mentions being a dancer. Yeah, I think so. There is very much, like, a night scene, nightlife scene among, like, the bugs and stuff. There's one part still in 1916 where he comes across he calls the Suicide Club. Boss, I ran into a queer bunch in the back room of a saloon on William Street the other night. There were six of them. Two cockroaches, a grasshopper, a flea, and two crickets. They have what they call a Suicide Club. 
not the sort our old friend RLS made famous, the members of which intend to kill themselves, but each member of this club has committed suicide already. They were once humans, as I was myself. At least I was a poet. After they killed themselves, their souls transmigrated into the bodies of the insects mentioned. And so they've got together and formed a club. And it's in, like, several parts. Uh, he, like, yeah, I'm sure. continues talking about them. It actually goes for five parts. God, um, that's dark, though. Yeah, it's... Archie is, like, kind of darkly humorous. Yeah. Um, you don't mind me skipping ahead, I found one poem which was Mahitabel and her kittens where Mahitabel comes into town apparently she'd been away for a while and she has kittens now and she doesn't know what to do with them and the end of the poem implies that she drowned them (laughs) (laughs) had a great mother (laughs) over the manner in which the former family of three kittens disappeared one day she was talking to me of the kittens and the next day when I asked her about them she said innocently, What kittens? Interrogation point. And that was all I could ever get out of her on the subject. It had a heavy rain right after she spoke to me, but probably that garbage can leaks, so the kittens have not yet been drowned. Again, this is all in that very same style where they don't really care about that. <laughs> it, it's just a thing that happened. They've already gone from human to cat and cockroach why should they care about anything else hmm. life is already absurd i mean all these others kill themselves and they become insects but cleopatra one of the most famous suicides in history gets to be a cat what's the deal yeah. with that that's that's karma karma that seems more like elitism <laughs> <laughs> well she was royalty structure never ends even amongst chance migration <laughs> <laughs> Even in the land of the dead. What the hell? What the hell? Do you think that I would change my present freedom to range for a castle, a moated grange? What the hell? What the hell? Cage me and I go frantic. My life is so romantic, capricious and corybantic. And I'm toujours gay, toujours gay. I know that I am bad. There was also, like, a great deal of commentary on real-life events and, like, references to current events. Yeah, I mean, it gets to the point where I know one book is an annotated edition. Yeah, I have the annotated edition. Um, hmm. And well, in the Suicide Club that I mentioned, I kind of stumbled over the RLS and... Robert Louis Stevenson? Yep. There well, were. then who needs the annotated edition? <laughs> <laughs> I can go um, it on my own. It, it definitely... Like, reading through them gives a very interesting insight into the past. At one point, Archie goes on strike, and they replace him with a cockroach named Tenry, who is not as good at typing, but he can manage hitting capital letters occasionally, and even some punctuation, neither of which Archie has mastered. Oh, they got E.E. So- e. Cockroach over here. <laughs> Archie sort of sounds like he makes tweets and not poetry from the sounds of how he writes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. can't believe that Drill was a cockroach this whole time. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you solved it. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's that same sort of short staccato where 
it it's a lot of line entries. It's very free verse. Some of them rhyme, but yeah, he does occasionally make attempts at rhyme, but not often. And usually they're um, referred to as songs. Who wept as she sang this lay? Curses on these here swatters, what kills off all the flies, for me and my little dollars, unless we eat, we dies. Swattin' and swattin' and swattin', just little else you hear, and will soon be dead and forgotten with the cost of living so dear. My husband, he up and left Don me. himself kind of made himself a character in this as well. I'm referring to him as Don like he's my buddy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Little Donnie. Yeah. But Marquis makes something of a character of himself in this, and Archie is sort of his... He refers to him as boss. That is, Archie refers to Marcus as yeah. boss, not the other way around. <laughs> That's what I meant. Don Marcus uh, isn't answering to a cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a whole other kind of satire. Something I made a note of at one point was just like November of 1916. There's this column says like, has anyone seen Archie? And he's like asking for too much, I guess. And they're like, Archie, we said, is the glory you get worth nothing to you? We're astonished to find you so materialistic. How about art for art's sake? And that just amused me. As exactly. <laughs> so I feel like I'm just sort of all over the place talking about this. Uh, so no, no, it's fine. I mean, it's a bit of a plotless work in a sense. Yeah. There, there's, of course, recurring characters and information, but there's not much of a yeah. storyline the... in the traditional sense. Do we want to talk about some adaptations? Um, sure. I mean... So, there have been a couple different musicals. One was and entitled perhaps... Archie and Mehitabel, stylized in Archie's all lowercase. Carol Channing as Mehitabel, Eddie Bracken as Archie. And that was recorded 1953 and 1954, I guess? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Followed by Echoes of Archie. And then in 1957, a short-lived Broadway musical, Shinbone Alley. I wasn't as good, but I ate. The tremendous floating side by side. Tossed in all directions, drifting with the tide. No folks. No friends. No home. No home. I traveled. based off of the first album again with eddie bracken as archie and this time with eartha kitt as mehitabel that must have been something amazing yeah it lasted for 49 performances so about a month and a half and despite that it's actually a pretty interesting piece of broadway history as it was one of the first musicals with a fully integrated cast and while they never went into a studio and recorded, there is an official recording using the theater sound system of a wow. performance. So you get the full dialogue in addition to just the music. It's an interesting work. It's one of the first things that Mel Brooks worked on. He helped write the script for it. That's, like, really interesting. Yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah, it's... 
kind of a precursor to cats in a sense. <laughs> Given that not only do you have these actors in cat costumes, so they're a bit differently stylized in this instance, but a lot of it was actually based around long ballet sequences hmm. to just plain music. But yeah, it didn't last long, but it was considered, I believe, to be one of the better choreographed shows of the time. I know that a lot of people that were in it went on to West Side Story right after. And it did actually get a Tony nomination for its costumes. So another one where in 1960, there was a shortened version of the musical performed again with Eddie Bracken as Archie. <laughs> But with Tammy Grimes as Mahidabel, presented as part of the TV series Play of the Week. Which, I mean, that's the sort of thing from television's earlier days where you get these televised theatrical performances. It's really only made a comeback in the last few years. They didn't have, like, big-name celebrities doing it or anything then, though. I mean, back then, the Broadway stars were the big-name celebrities. Damn, can't imagine that now. <laughs> <laughs> well, except for all those weird, like, people who can't get roles in Hollywood anymore, taking time off to go on to Broadway. I mean, you've got David Hasselhoff and Jekyll and Hyde. What more do you want? Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't tell if that's something I do want. <laughs> <laughs> it's an experience. I'll take your word for it. So in 1970 or 71, there was an animated film also called Shinbone Alley and also written this one have... by Mel Brooks. Uh, and oh, okay. There that, you go. That's the one that we watched. Yeah, it, it's a pretty straightforward adaptation of the musical with some things adjusted. We'll probably get to them. Not much in the way of, uh, like, Spaceballs vibes or anything <laughs> there, though, you know? I actually wrote a paper on this show in college where I believe I described it as a good sense of what was to come in the future from the playwrights, since the lyricist also went on to do Man of La Mancha eventually. Oh, yeah. That, I love that musical. So the animated film is pretty weird. Yeah, again, once again, Eddie Bracken is Archie. <laughs> He's just the definitive Archie. Um, it's, his, it's his iconic role. It's, it's me. I'm a cockroach. But I don't want to be a cockroach. 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 It also had... Carol Channing once again as Mehitabel. He was mean to you, wasn't he? Oh, let's forget Big Bill Archie. The main thing is I'm back again. A little raggeder, a little wiser, but ready for anything. It's cheerio, my cheerio. It's like a very visually interesting film. I really enjoyed the animation, but... At the same time, not a lot happens. Yeah, I feel like it's the subject matter is just difficult to adapt to film because it's so there's not an overarching plot 
Really? I, I feel like these characters work better when it's the kind that you sort of drop in on once in a while instead of having them take up your yeah. attention for a full two hours. Yeah. Because as yeah. is the Shinbone Alley mostly concerns Mehitabel's love life with a bunch of no good cats and yeah. Archie's attempts to make her more respectable by becoming a house cat. And this isn't in the stage version. The movie makes him such a quote-unquote nice guy. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was painful. Um, he was sort of pining after her, which is strange, because the Archie I'm familiar with is a little more put off by her, I would yeah. say. And also, Mahidabel in this version is so anthropomorphized that... Yeah, it's like... It, it's kind of the sort of thing you would see in an exaggerated joke post of, like, this is how anthropomorphized male characters look, and this is how anthropomorphized female characters oh, look. definitely. <laughs> and, Just swaying all over the goddamn place. <laughs> yeah. Like, the male character looks like a regular cat, and the female cat looks like a human woman with fur and a tail. God. Yeah, I do feel like the stage version did do a bit better with capturing the original sense, while probably a bit closer to her than it was in the source material. Archie wasn't necessarily lusting after Mahidabel. <laughs> Again, it follows mostly the same plot. There's a couple of good gags. It's worth checking out, at least, if you're interested in that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, the visuals of this film were really neat, and I liked it a lot, like, visually. So I would watch the movie, maybe, but, like, <laughs> turn the sound off and, like, listen to something else while you're doing it. I would. I'm gonna go ahead and say that as far as voice work goes, it's just like it's very loud and fun. Yeah, yeah. It's what I think that they. It's very lively. It's well acted. It's just, yeah, it's just. Yeah. So it's kind of infuriating at the same time. It's just that the characters are assholes. Very Carol Channing. I don't know. Has she been in a good movie uh, aside from Thoroughly Modern Millie? <laughs> Love her work. Fantastic stage actress, but. A bit less luck on the Hollywood side of things. I do feel with the discussion of the film's visuals, it would it's worth to go back a bit and discuss the original illustrations that Archie Mahidabel is associated with. Oh yeah. They were illustrated by cartoonist George Harriman, better known for his comic Crazy Cat, which this film has several homages, too. Yeah, if you're not familiar, Crazy Cat is considered one of the seminal works of the early formation of the modern comic strip. And I'll be honest, I never really liked it. <laughs> it's one of those things where everyone is written... All of the dialogue is just written in this weird phonetic accent. And yeah. It's, a, it's something that you see a lot, especially in early cartooning for some reason. I never liked Pogo for the same reason either. Yeah, the first illustration of Archie was featured in an advertisement in the New York Tribune. Interestingly, September 11th, 1922. 
Um, Are you implying because, something? Um, no, that no. joke goes too far. Let's not. Um, I, I'm a bit more confused moved. over the fact that the Sun character is appearing in the Tribune. <laughs> yeah, because they moved from uh, the Evening Sun to the New York Tribune. I think mm. I said that already, possibly. Oh, did I? Um, but it was a rather goofy-looking cockroach typing on a little typewriter. And Archie wasn't really a fan, as seen in his <laughs> reply. Boss, I saw a picture of myself in a paper the other day, writing on a typewriter with some of my feet. I wish it was as easy as that. What I have to do is dive at each key on the machine and bump it with my head. And sometimes it telescopes my occiput into my vertebrae, and I have a permanent callus on my forehead. I'm in fact becoming a lowbrow. Think of it, me, with all my learning to become a lowbrow, hoping that you will remain the same. I am as ever your faithful little Yeah, despite dog. moving away from New York eventually, did Marcus do this until his death? Look, I think he did do it for 20 years. Like, up until... Yeah, he died in 1937, and I think he had, like, by that point... Years of illness and, like, strokes had paralyzed him and, like, rendered him unable to speak. So I Yikes. think by then he probably wasn't. <laughs> uh, but, but regardless, um, he was making a... He had a bit of success with the print compilations. Yeah. There were... The first was in 1927... And then later was Archie's Life of Mer Mehrebel in 1933, and Archie Does His Part in 1935. And, well, Archie and Mehrebel, like the original 1927 book, I guess it's never gone out of print, but for some reason, I've, I've found these books very hard to find. Um, yeah, like I said, it was a bit difficult to get research info. Just yeah. Uh, the book that I have, I had to order online, and it's weird because in its day, Archie and Mehitabel and the work of Don Marquis was very well regarded. Back when like, newspapers was, meant something. Yeah, he was <laughs> like compared to Mark Twain. He was considered a spiritual successor to him. Genius. Uh, yeah, in World War Two, the United States Navy christened a liberty ship the uss don marquis oh. in his memory hopefully he's a, a less racist successor to mark twain um i didn't find yeah. anything objectionable but yeah me me neither that's what that's a pleasant surprise nice not that i can recall yeah but cheers um Kristen, given that as we said it's a very much a it was very topical at. Yeah, he Very even topical. talks about prohibition on a few occasions. Yeah, so I find it strange that, like, these characters have sort of disappeared from, like, the zeitgeist or, yeah. like, the public consciousness. Because I wasn't familiar with this work at all until last year, uh, because a friend of mine had found, like, clips of the animated Shinbone Alley movie and was trying to find it but couldn't. So I was like looking into what it was and found 
that the source material was these poems from a newspaper column. And I became very interested in that. I, I do think it's a combination of like changing times since the characters and setting are very 10s, 20s. And also the idea that nobody but the original can do it right. Because I don't feel like any adaptation since Marcus's death has really managed to solidify the characters as well. While it's like very in its time and of its time, it's not as lost to time as some of Marquis's other characters. Like, he had other characters that were very popular at the time, like the old Soak, but they've sort of disappeared entirely. And meanwhile, among those who know about it, Archie and Mayhedabel are still fairly popular, I would say. Yeah, you... You do have to go a bit out of your way to find stuff, but I did find, like, things celebrating the 100th anniversary and the like. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I already discussed the appeal of the series earlier when we were giving the overview, wherein it's just this sort of attitude, in a sense. It's kind of homey in the way of the time, without being offensive in the way of the time. (laughs) There are some things where you look back and whatever it's referencing is just so completely lost on you that you can't enjoy it. And I feel like that's not really the case here. There's a bug flying around and it hit me in the face. Ask Archie to tell it to leave me alone. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Archie's disapproving of your summation. (laughs) (laughs) Something I noticed while we were watching the film was, like, it wasn't really trying to be the teens or the 20s. Um, It was very 70s. Very late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, it can Um, stand on its own by the premise alone, the cockroach on the typewriter. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it just feels strange to me to divorce the characters from the era. Animals doing things that animals don't normally do is a timeless concept, truly. True. Yeah, it is. Truly, Archie and Mahidabel is the precursor to Air Bud. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's no rules that say the cockroach can't be on the newspaper staff. <laughs> don't you ever eat any sandwiches in your office? I haven't had a crumb of bread for I don't know how long, nor a piece of ham or anything but apple parings and paste. And leave a piece of paper in your machine every night. You can call me Arch. Yeah, he had that. He had them do a whole lot of things. Like, God, I just found a poem where he brings up Linene in uh, January of 1921. It's titled "This Linene Person." <laughs> I'm not gonna read I, I'm, it. I'm honestly kind of surprised. Look, nobody seems to have made a Archie-style Twitter account. I told you he he makes tweets. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Someone should make like a bot that just posts bits of <laughs> Archie's poems. That would be great. This is the official. It's symbolic plea. Call it Archie Bot. <laughs> um, not very imaginative. Or Mahita Bot. Archie and Mahidabot. Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> it's uh, it's the uh, sequel way too far down the line where Mahidabot's replaced with a robot. 
<laughs> and wacky yeah, shenanigans really ensue. <laughs> but it's a sexy robot. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the... I'd rather not go down that line of thinking. Yeah, let's not. In fact, and let's like, call the... it quits and... right there. Yes. Let's not disgrace the memory of Don Marcus any further. <laughs> at the end of World War One, Archie and Mehitabel made the trip to Paris to see the peace conference and like com- comment on it and they would wire over his poems and at, <laughs> while he's there Archie meets a guy claiming to be the czar and he doesn't believe him because he doesn't have any bullet holes in him because of course by that point the czar and his family yeah. had all been brutally we've murdered. all seen Anastasia <laughs> but <laughs> there is always something to be thankful for. You would not think that a cockroach had much ground for optimism, but as the fishing season opens up, I grow more and more cheerful at the thought that nobody ever got the notion of using yeah, cockroaches. I feel like there's so me. much I could bring up that I can't think of anything anymore, but this is very much a work I really enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually do recommend it if you're, like, interested in... 20s culture or free verse poetry or any of that stuff. Yeah. Or, I guess, sort of the golden age of newspapers. If if I'm getting the right dates, I might not be. Any closing thoughts? I'm glad that they could be succeeded by someone so worthy as Garfield. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. Truly, Garfield carries that Mahidabel spirit. Oh, God. Yeah. Jesus. There is oh, nothing toujours gay about Garfield at all. <laughs> and and on that closing note, <laughs> thank you for listening to It's Symbolic. If you have a suggestion for something for us to cover, you can contact us on Twitter at It's Symbolic PC or through email at It's Symbolic Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can use those if you just want to talk to us. We're very desperate and lonely people. Yeah. We also have an Instagram at It's Symbolic Podcast, where you can see how uncomfortably sexualized Mahidabel got over the years. <laughs> well, maybe it's comfortable for you. We're not going to judge. We're all furries here. <laughs> <laughs> the furries are the new world order. You're right. And no matter how you're listening, be it through iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, if you're in the future and there's some weird thing we don't know about, leave a rating and review. It helps a lot. We got a good review the other day and we almost cried. So yeah. <laughs> that that yeah. says loads about us on a personal level. <laughs> anyway, I'm Jacob. I'm here. I am Ben. Join us next time when we debate what the elephant really means in the grand scheme of things. Toujours gay. I forgot to say this. In that, I forgot to say that this entire episode. Yeah, I... Mahidabel's catchphrase is too short. Uh, I'll work it into an intern. I'm glad we could just totally overlook the sound of the I'm forgetting you. I'm forgetting you. Boss, sometimes I think that our friend Mahidabel is a trifle too gay. <laughs>